Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jermaine Pennant, winger. Played for, and this could take a while, Notts County, Arsenal, Watford, Leeds, Birmingham, Liverpool, Stoke, Zaragoza. You get the picture. He played for a lot of teams. Cost Arsenal £2 million, aged just 15. FA Cup runner-up, Champions League runner-up, and of course, author. But let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. I pulled two birds and I went home, which is nearly a proverb. What are we both doing, Jermaine? I think uh, he basically said uh, Sam Allardyce committed treason. And everyone's naked. He's wearing a Stoke City cap as well. I'm 30 and I'm reading this book that I hate for a podcast. Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, where each week we read yet another forgotten, obscure or just plain dodgy footballer's autobiography so you don't have to. I'm James Buck and over the weeks we're going to be reading such classics as Kevin Kilban's Killer, Dwight York's Born to Score and Tony Cotty's My Autobiography. <laughs> Oh, Oh, poor Tony Cardi. You should have thought of a better name. But today we'll be reading Jermaine Pennant's Mental, hang on, Bad Behaviour, Ugly Truths and The Beautiful Game. We had Gary Monk, now we're reading Pennant's. There's a Christian theme going on. (laughs) Anyone else noticed that? It wasn't intentional. That only works if you say penance. We had penance. But pennant, like flag. Like technically Jermaine Pennant means relevant flag. Let's start again. (laughs) (laughs) Just up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> reading true. it with me, I'm joined by our book group, <laughs> Jack Bernhardt, Pennant Boy. Hi, I'm just like a pennant is a flag. Okay. Mm. Oh, forget it, you guys. Technically. But, I was saying pennants. I, I want to get, I wanna get away that. from Christianity. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Oh, don't bring the monks back out. Yeah, do not <laughs> yeah. bring the monks back out. Jesus Play Christ. now. <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm joined by Jack Bernhardt. Hello. Amy Lawson. Hello. James Balgen. Hi. And me, James Bug. I've got something I want to clear up from episode one. Actually, someone write into me. Um, they're furious by our portrayal of Glenn Rhoda, or at least Darren Huckabee's portrayal. And I'll tell you why. Apparently, uh, he buys a Christmas tree from them every single year. And uh, he's a very nice guy, and he is not the Glen Roder depicted by Darren Huckabee. Anyway, any apologies? What a guy who sells Glen Roder a Christmas tree! He was he's very good. upset by the way that we depicted Glen <laughs> Roder. He's not a pantomime villain. I don't know what we're supposed to do. He's a value customer. What a weird just... name drop from that guy. Yeah. What? 
He's bought a Christmas tree. Okay. How can you base that on someone buying a Christmas tree once a year? He that said he's strange. very nice. He comes in. I'm sure if Charles Manson bought a Christmas tree, you'd think he was all right. But <laughs> he also well, sells to Charles Manson. You don't know the yeah. full story. Are you saying Glenn Rhodes was bad as Charles Manson? Yeah, Are you going to go on the record and say that now? Now you've made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be furious. Tom from Sellers Farm Christmas Trees, as, or as he says. Wait, do you know this person at all? No. Do they just email They message them saying this thing. <laughs> really they said, for trees, wreaths, and stands, we've got it covered. <laughs> they were for human. That um, we got it wrong. Tom yeah, well, Ricky. You should read the book. You should read the book and then treat Glenn Roder with the respect that <laughs> that he thinks you should be treated with, which is none at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it got me thinking, has anyone got any really mundane football stories about that? Meeting people in scenarios which are a bit naff. I'm... Oh, Amy's put a hand up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we do now. So, yeah. put our hand up, this so. is good podcast etiquette to put your hand yeah, up. Please. I met Gareth Bale. <gasps> in Loughton Sainsbury's oh, on Christmas Eve. Very Christmassy. We're wow. sticking. Yeah. This should Very be the Christmas, Christmas special, I think. Christmas Monday stories. Yeah. Um, and he was stacking up chocolate. And he was uh, working there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> James, you told me you almost ran over Mido. Yeah, I These did. are all Spurs players. What's going on yeah. here? You got up Spurs <laughs> references. That was around we live in a very specific well. area. Was it around actually was around Christmas, wow. yeah. Was he buying a tree or chocolate? Those <laughs> uh, are two options. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was on his way to buy one of them. Okay, but, um, sure. Yeah, he was... Uh, I was driving through this like a high street where I, where I grew up. It's quite a nice high street. You know, like, you know when you know when kind of people walk across the road and... Yobs. You know sure. when yobs walk across yeah. the road? Yeah. And sure. they like kind of make swagger. a statement of, I'm not walking any faster. Yeah. You can wait for me. Mido did that. <laughs> he did that. Yeah. Mm. He was like, mm. really, you. that feels like a Mido thing to yeah. do. Say. He just sort of swaggered across the road. And, and this was yeah. when he was playing for Borough? Yeah. Okay. And I had to pretty much stop and let him walk past. Wow. Yeah. Like, That's Mido, you prick. God. So I'm off to buy a tree. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I've got to walk That's to Wasek. I'm going to go meet Glenn Rhoda. We're going to buy trees together. We're gonna be really nice. Yeah, the one day of the year we're really nice. <laughs> Just to fuck over Darren Huckabee's story. Jack, you got any? Uh, I met Kieran Gibbs at a friends fest. What? As in, as in the earth? thing where as people go the to the friends set. Yeah. The TV wow. friends thing. The TV friends fest. Yeah, he seemed really nice. I've heard he's a nice guy. He it was so. it was really funny watching him like walk around Chandler and Joey's set and be like, <laughs> oh, that's where they would sit, isn't it? And you're like, that's so sweet. <laughs> So That's cute. very sweet. Any mundane stories, uh, send them in to us. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. Until until then, uh, make sure you buy your uh, Christmas trees from Amazon, <laughs> Villarecki, and don't trust Glenn. No, do trust Glenn Roder. No, don't trust Glenn Roder. Can I? Don't James. Him. James is going to be pro, pro Glenn Roder. I will always believe you, Darren Huckabee. And whoever this tree guy is, I don't trust him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about uh, something we should trust. It's a little website called Amazon.co.uk or .com. I feel like oh, we're good. being too pro. I'm going to be taking all the big swing. And <laughs> I'm going to take down wow. the tree guy and take on Big Christmas. And I'm going to take on Big Amazon Business. As well. yeah. I feel like I feel like every time Amazon comes up, I'm like, they're good. They're bad. Do Amazon produce podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're great people. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the good good people at Amazon. <laughs> they sell this book that we're doing today, Jermaine Penance. Just in case you forgot, we're doing Jermaine Penance book. Yeah. Uh, it has 51 reviews. Huge. It's a lot. That's that by a lot. far the most we've had. My issue had about three. Yeah. It is definitely also one of our worst reviews. It has three stars on average. Not great. Mm. Uh, for balance, here's a one star one from Scamark. <laughs> That's his name, not the review. <laughs> called Poor. 
perhaps the worst football buyer I've read since Andy Gorham's Scotland for me. <laughs> so, that's useful because we can add that to our list now, which is perfect. Here's a five-star one to balance it out uh, from Ryan. Comes across very humble and a real lad. Definitely recommend. Okay. We're going to get to. I think I can see why he thinks he's a bit of a oh, lad. Yeah, the lad. Uh, we're going to go into more depth about the book, find out about some of his ladness, chapter by chapter. We'll be doing a dramatic reading. Uh, we'll be doing a quiz at the end. And we're going to have some laughter along the way. But first, <laughs> let's go around the group. That is some big talk. Yeah. In a sentence or two, what did you think of the book? James. Firstly, imagine reading that book and thinking, he's humble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just... Oh, I mean, there are a couple of, not to jump directly onto that. There are bits where he's like, yeah, I guess I do come across as a bit of a prick. And then the next paragraph will be like, I'm a complete dickhead and I love it. <laughs> well, I guess that's why he gets the title from Mental, which yeah. I think is a bit of a, you can't really call you, but Mental, you can't can really. you? I think it could have been called Wasted because half the book he's drunk and mm, he wasted um, his potential. <gasps> yeah. Right? Oh, that's a really good wow. name. Yeah. I, um, but that would require a lot more um, under, like self-reflection. Self self-reflection, yeah. I'm um, related. I was playing Provo the other day and <laughs> against West Brom in an old game, and I thought of a good name for um, Sido Berahino's autobiography when it happens, which was uh, Two Sidos to Every Story. Because <laughs> 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 he's misunderstood. Yeah, so, Sido, if you listen, you can yeah. have that. Yeah. Jack, what do you think of the book by Jermaine Pennant? <laughs> Back to Jermaine Pennant. Yeah. Uh, it's a real tough read mm-hmm. uh, because it starts off with some very harrowing and moving stories about him growing up. And you sort of think like, oh, this is going to be kind of really intense and really good. And then within like three chapters, it's just depressing. You don't know what what's real. The same thing is repeated over and over again. Oh, it's just tiring, isn't it? It's mm. just a tiring. Maybe it's the fact this is the fifth book we've read, but I was definitely at a, a real cumulative effect. Had a real uh, feeling of like, oh, for God's sake, what are we doing here? Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Which actually is a lot. That comes up a lot in his book. He he will often go, "Why am I doing this? What is going on? Just... Jesus!" And it is hard because you're reading it, being like, "I agree. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. What are we both doing, Jermaine? <laughs> I'm thirty and I'm reading this book that I hate for a podcast." <laughs> Just think how you're going to feel at episode 50 <laughs> when we read Jermaine Pennant's book again. Uh, Amy, uh, did you love it? I did not, Jermaine. I'm so sorry. Oh. Um, I did not fly through this book at all. Oh. If anything, I trudged slowly through it, praying for the yeah. sweet, sweet release of the end. <laughs> of the book? Yeah. Amazon review. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> inside of the book just see what it says in there Jermaine Pennant is oh, actually it starts off with a quote the things I've seen in football well, he doesn't say that he says, I doesn't say that what? where's he from no, no, says, I've seen things no one else has seen in football that's what it says that, that is um, that is on the front because there are different versions of the book yes. that is on the paperback version that is on the front uh, just below his butt his butt well it's just on his butt it's on his bum yeah. it's on his bum I've like seen quite. things no one else and it, has seen in football. But it's is that his bum talking? He's farting those words. <laughs> like, Let me tell you, lads, I've seen so much. Jermaine Pennant is one of English football's most controversial figures. Love him or loathe him, there is no ignoring the story he has to tell. Being raised by a mother who faked her own death to abandon her black baby. Jesus. Wow. And a father who kept guns and class A drugs in the house meant the life's options for a young Jermaine were limited. Uh, he has an outrageous lifestyle, etc., etc. It kind of comes up on there. It's a gritty coming-of-age story, an expose of the excess-fueled life of a super-rich Premier League footballer. Promises a lot. Yeah, it, really does. it does. And actually, though, that that bit about the um, the mum, 
and the dad. Oh my god! Oh that, god! That, that, I mean, just that's the worst. so hard. But it is also like you're reading it, being like, "This is this is worthy. This is good." Mm. We're learning so much about Jermaine Pennant. This is like, I mean, we'll get into it. I'm sure. And he blows it. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. such a good intro. Yeah, <laughs> it's written with a guy called John Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, who works for the Mirror? He does work for the Mirror. He does yeah. a lot of Arsenal mm-hmm. quotes. Yes, he's yeah. an inside man at Arsenal. I've got a, uh, a, a snippet for you. Benzema's still on his way. He's <laughs> in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he should know a lot because he's got Jermaine Pennant telling him everything. Yeah, I, but then we know that Jermaine Pennant lies. Yeah, is he oh, reliable? Okay. Right. Let's yeah. get let's let's get to that then because immediately he admits that he's a liar in the book. The way the book works is uh, there's loads of segments where Jermaine Pennant writes it and then all of a sudden Sky Andrew, his agent, uh, will pop up and basically repeat the story or offer the alternative view on that story. I think that was the most fascinating part of the book. I totally agree. But in, in a way that was like... It, it, it was like a new way of writing something. Yeah. And you also have Gary Pennant, his dad, talking quite yes, a lot. Yeah. And you would have like three different <laughs> versions of what was happening. And John was, Fortune, the Charlton defender. Of course. Yeah. Kevin James, the, um, the star actor. of King of Queens. Paul <laughs> 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 um, Who is Kevin James? I don't know. Is he a Coventry player? So I think can't so, be said. Yeah. They, um, um, it, is, it is a very weird book because you can't really be sure what is truth and what is not. Because yep. the people who say other things and come in, they completely contradict. They'll, they'll Sometimes they'll back up a story and the other other times they'll completely contradict what Jermaine has just said. Yes. Which is itself kind of bizarre. Yeah, yeah. There's a time when he, um, when old uh, Huggy Bear, who is who? the... Who? <laughs> Bear... and Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> old Huggy Bear, Played know. by Kevin James. <laughs> Again, I would watch that <laughs> yeah. film. Um, he's a driver for... Sky Andrew hires him as a driver when Jermaine Pennant goes on one of his many driving bands. Uh, but he keeps escaping from Huggy Bear um, and going off and driving himself, um, driving about. And Huggy Bear will call Jermaine Pennant up and say, where are you? What are you? Are you, are you driving right now? <laughs> it does <laughs> sound like a good episode of Starskin. It really does. Yeah. Actually, I, I'm, yeah. The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd watch all of this. <laughs> yeah. um, and Jermaine Pennant says, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm on a train. I'm not driving at all. But he's clearly driving. But you can hear in the background, he'll then start imitating a tannoy being like, <laughs> The 1344 is going to Stoke. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's real schoolboy behaviour. Yeah. You can't imagine like, the Grange Hill theme in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jermaine, <laughs> drink driving again, are we? But this unreliable narrator, uh, it's fun. It's it makes exciting it, it makes having it. Really it. Interesting makes it more interesting than it probably would be otherwise. But it also it's makes true. it a very frustrating read. Yes. True, I agree. It's um, interesting when they're conflicting, but when he just literally repeats the same oh, thing. Oh, like, why God. is this? That I was just boring. about to say, there are like so many times where his dad has already told told us yeah. that he stole a CD from HMV and then three pages later he's like I've got to admit something I stole a CD yeah. and you're like <laughs> we know, we know. Yeah. Come your on. dad told us <laughs> there's a random bit where it's like um, just midway through his dad suddenly goes I love my son as like a when it's talking about like his time at Rail Zaragoza and you're like what the, what the fuck are we doing here why are we now talking about you Gary Pennant you haven't been in the story for years it's a very frustrating book for that reason but there are pockets has anyone seen my glasses (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to type this here on Jermaine's laptop now (laughs) where is the remote (laughs) John Cross do your job better Jesus Christ John you've made me John Cross (laughs) my name's Jack Um, there's no foreword in the book Yeah, all foreword (laughs) it's straight in this time straight in Difficult upbringing, very difficult mm, upbringing really for Jermaine. And let's be honest, this is a really good chapter. It, right. it, so well, I, it's, it's a very hard-hitting chapter, at least. 
it's yeah. and it comes thick and fast it's really like because it's stuck because a lot of the time you feel like in these books you know gary monk's autobiography it's like oh yeah i had a nice time i lived in torquay i like to play football kick a ball nice 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in jermaine Pemmett, it's like so i was there playing with shotgun cartridges yeah. uh people firing at the windows yeah uh, saw a guy get killed uh police came and visited me like it's real intense like my like my mum, yeah disowned me pretend to be dead for a while oh my god yeah, yeah. it sort of it seems to make him numb that's the thing that's really yeah. scary about that. Mm. Yeah, it does. Uh, and Kane Jacket doesn't once offer him a <laughs> place to stay. So yeah, it's far yeah. less fun. It could have all changed. But no, you're totally right. It is very. Um, it's a really tough start. Yeah. It is. I kind of went into it naively, perhaps, uh, not expecting it just to be you know a barrel of laughs. The whole yeah. thing, or kind just of like, to be I a bit this like crazy meeting. thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but this was uh, it. What shocked me? Yeah. He does wildly misunderstand uh, Robin Hood. I find it one moment. <laughs> he says, um, "He says I was still living in the meadows at that stage. That's where he's from in Nottingham, the meadows. The older generation was looking out for the younger ones. It was like a Robin Hood kind of thing. You had the older ones doing all the drugs, gangs, and guns. That doesn't happen <laughs> in any. I saw of... Disney's Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. At no point is that fox shooting up. <laughs> Gotta tell you, give coke to the rich, wheat yeah. to the poor." <laughs> There's also the fact that later on, when his dad gets arrested for the first time, he thinks that it's going to be him who's getting arrested because he's stolen some pogs. Yes, it's, great it. reference to pogs. It's, it's weirdly, it's like, it's weirdly, like, not sweet, but it's like... It's, oh, quite, it's quite funny, actually. It's funny, but it's also yeah. like, oh, this is also a life-changing, horrible thing. But he's there being like, oh, I thought they were going to arrest me for stealing pogs. And that's <laughs> what I liked about it. It was kind of sad, yet funny at times yeah. at that first beginning bit. Really sad. But um, he found some comedy in it. Yeah. trying to do that. I want to know who's chucking a bag full of pogs into a skip. That's true. Yeah, that was <laughs> the thing I couldn't. I couldn't work out. They were meant to be worth money back then. Like, yeah, I haven't thought about pogs for a long time, <clears throat> and then I realised reading this that while at the age Jermaine Pennant was in a gang, I was literally making pogs with a pog maker that I had. Very different <laughs> lives. <laughs> pog makers. Yeah. God, you were like printing money. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been. You, you could have been, been the kingpin. Yeah. Could've been, wow. Could have been selling them around the meadows. Um. Let's move forward. Let's go forward then to these the two to four chapters, two to four. Notts County and Arsenal, his time there. So Notts County, he was an incredibly talented young player. I did not realise he mm. played under Sam Allardyce. Sam's been around, hasn't he? Uh, he has. I do question Arsenal's scouting techniques, though. Um, they, uh, they say, uh, when I later signed for Arsenal, one of the scouts said, we've been watching you since you were 12. They even have my marks and progression. You'd get A for skill and different marks for teamwork and goal scoring. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for scouting, Whoa, how in depth <laughs> yeah. an A for skill yeah uh, and there's some other marks yeah, yeah. <laughs> very also, thorough process yeah. I mean later on he talks about Arsenal scouting again when he talks about he says he says the best player I ever played with was Thierry Henry he also yes. says that the another great player he played with was Dennis Bergkamp loads of great players and then he says next paragraph funnily enough the worst player I ever played with was also at Arsenal Igor Stepanovs oh wow that is just one of those things where you're like yeah no one else has done that so far no one else has been like who's the worst player I've played with who can I really throw into the shit here yes I like the idea that John Cross was like you don't need to put that in you don't need to don't <laughs> yeah. mention that yeah. Okay, well, like, talk more about then the Champions buys League. The book. Jermaine! Yeah. <laughs> I said, don't say yeah. that about Stepanov. So, Stepanov's was the 
Latvian? Lithuanian? Lith- Lithuanian? Yeah. There's some real... I, I, can't, I actually can't remember. I think Lithuanian... He played in the Eastern... Invincibles team, didn't he? Or maybe I all think, around yeah, that so kind of He was told he was... Uh, he, I think he did, actually. He he stole a medal, says Jermaine Pennant. Yeah. Was... He won it, but yeah. he stole it. He stole it. it. And he just means stuff like, oh, he was really slow, and he also he talked, talked slowly. slow. And yeah. you're like, oh, for God's sake, Jermaine. He's from another country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very well. Also, he definitely wasn't the worst player he played with. He, he... played for Billericay Town... And a team in Singapore. Yeah. No, I'm sure Stepanos is a mess. I love the idea that Igor Stepanos has followed him around his whole career. So he's yeah. talking about Ricky is oh, like, again. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jermaine. Hi, <laughs> Jermaine. <laughs> oh, Igor. Um, but he starts off, I mean, he's an incredibly talented junior. Goes to Arsenal, uh, wins a youth tournament of some sort. Yeah, it doesn't really go into that. No, but he does Mostly, mention how he scored a hat-trick in his debut a lot. But the hat-trick against Southampton is, like, if anything, the making of Jermaine Pennant. So that is that, that is the, the only thing I remember about his time at Arsenal, I think. You say true. it's the making, but I was so interested in the fact that Sky, his manager, basically says, because he goes out on the lash the night yeah. before, mm. massively, like, and is so incredibly hungover and doesn't really learn the lesson that to be hungover and unprofessional means that you'll have a terrible performance and actually he turned out the best performance of seemingly from this book his entire career it's was so after like a mcdonald's on a hungover like morning so the it's lesson horrible. is the lesson yeah he's learned nothing <laughs> well, that's more. what i mean i think that is the making in the sense that yeah. like that literally sets him up for life yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, he, he thinks can, it's easy he, he thinks it's easy he can yeah. be drunk constantly and that is sort of and he does acknowledge that a little bit mm. he does acknowledge yeah. it and i think sky does as you say sky really like emphasizes this is a real problem for him because he is living this life of like a young rock star at that point. He's living in these uh, flats with Ashley Cole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, right, here's my first. Okay. I wasn't too upset by the fact that he lies constantly in the first few chapters. What I won't stand for uh, is his lack of respect for Girls of Loud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with good reason. Well, not all yeah. of them. That's true. Only three-fifths of girls allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's even more disrespectful. He doesn't even mention Nadine and Sarah. He, doesn't he does mention, mention Nadine. He actually calls her the ginger one. The ginger one, yeah. No, that's Nicola. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you very oh, much. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right. I forgot that we were... What, are you going to do a Girls Aloud podcast after this? Uh, I, this is, this is the Girls Aloud podcast. <laughs> which is Kimberly Walsh mentioning her time with uh, <laughs> yeah. Jermaine Pennant. Yeah. Yeah. He calls Cheryl a loudmouth. Yep. Mm-hmm. He says Kimberly... Uh, he says she, he's actually quite complimentary about Kimberly, he but he also could have been he, the one. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he quite he quite fancies Kimberly, but yeah. he does also try and drag her away from her boyfriend, which is a bit. Yeah, but he, that's she's horrible. constantly in a relationship, and he's just trying to like, that pull is, her. Yeah, that is like the in. the Jermaine Pennant's version of a compliment, I think. For yeah, women, mm. that's true. Yeah, it seems like. Uh, and then he calls Nicola Roberts ginger nut. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He, said, he said, so basically they're living in their apartment. The reason my girl's allowed there, <laughs> sorry, just be maddening, <laughs> is because in their apartment block where he lives with Ashley Cole. Girls louder around there. They live in an apartment adjacent to them or something, and they all jump out of a car when they see him and Ashley playing table tennis or actual tennis, tennis, actually. real tennis, or tennis. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, here comes loudmouth and ginger nut." <laughs> and it's real. It's, it's disrespectful. Sort of, that description of like, "Oh, we're all living together in a complex." It felt like like SMTV's version of celebrities. If that makes sense. Like, <laughs> oh, obviously, mean, yeah. obviously, Ashley Cole lives, you know, in a complex with the girls allowed. That's obviously how that works. Yeah, sure. and the Hollyoaks cast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. But yeah, he's, he's not respectful enough to them. Uh, and then he's also disrespectful to Emma Bunton later in the book. Yeah. So he's like, oh, and one of the Hollyoaks cast. 
Who's the one? Oh, oh no. his uh, girlfriend. Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. Metcalf's the mm. name? Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Metcalf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sad there's story. A lot, there's a lot of horrible... That's, we can't go into the Jennifer no. Metcalf story. Oh, yeah. I find that story so sad, I don't even want to talk about it in the podcast. That, that's going to make people so, so annoyed. So sad, and the fact that he reveals it to her in the book. I feel, yeah. like, we it's to, just... I feel like we have to talk My about it. My mum listens to this podcast, and uh, she loves animals, and she's going to be so it's, okay. sad. I'm a big well, cat lover. All we can say is it's one of the most horrible stories. It's horrific. Uh, don't read it. Just go to a Waterstones, pick it up, flick to the chapter beginning women. And chuck it in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awful. It it's, really is, it's very bad. Um, so he mistreats cats and all of Girls Aloud. Which I'm not sure which is worse. Yeah. I don't know. Joke all there. bad. There's somewhere. <laughs> I quite liked um, in chapter two when he sort of did a little bit of a stint at Lil's Hall. Oh, is it Lil's yeah. Hall? What's Lil's Hall? Um, it's the, where, like, oh, the, the sort of England academy, academy yeah. and there's like Jermaine Defoe and Jay Bothroyd and they're all in like tracksuits from the club, their respective clubs mm. and he doesn't have a n- proper not mm. like, he doesn't have a tracksuit whatsoever. So he got Gary Monk's mum to make it for <laughs> <Yes>. him. <laughs> so Gary Monk's mum was sewing on badges on blazers, <laughs> bless her. And so he got like a Liverpool kit a team that he did not play for at no. all, and it had like number nine Fowler on the back. Oh. And he said, <laughs> I looked so out of place, it looked ridiculous. And I can't, it's so embarrassing for me to even think about. Yeah. Can you imagine everyone else in their like professional youth team kits? And he's just like, Yeah, I want to play for Liverpool. Like, yeah. What? Do you think everyone else was like, God, Robbie Fowler looks very different yeah. to how I thought he was? <laughs> Yeah, that's very weird. Well, we found a loves McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit also very quickly on uh, during the six-one um, uh, where he's played, yep. scored a hat trick. He mm-hmm. tries it again, uh, but Arsene Wenger sees him, uh, but he doesn't actually talk to him. He goes to talk to his agent and tells him that he's very sad because he thinks Jermaine is living a bad lifestyle, going out with these birds. Mm. But he does at one point say, "I pulled two birds and I went home," which is nearly a proverb. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> It was so close. Wow, that's so much wiser than everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like the proverbs. Re- no, that was it. That was all I could find. Two sausage and egg McMuffins. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a rolling exactly. hash brown gathers no ketchup. <laughs> just focusing on McDonald's. You realise McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, it tends to be a theme with managers throughout the book that they initially they're raging with him, they're laying to him, and then after he's done it a couple of times, they just give up and they're just like, oh, whatever. And he does stuff, they're just like, oh, fine, forget it. That's yeah. what he's like. Just forget about it. Which he is, must have been so frustrating to work with. Oh, yeah, so awful. frustrating. Yeah. And it's so frustrating, frustrating to read. <laughs> it's frustrating to see him in the book as well. He's just like, for God's sake. And just... he acknowledges he's frustrating as well. But yeah, what? but he seems to still blame the managers. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, they were boring yeah. or they didn't quite do that. You're like, you are a football player. Yeah. You are a professional football player. You yeah. have to do the dull stuff yeah. to get really good. But he also so like just boots balls against coaches' heads and yeah. like yeah. doesn't turn up or does like, turn uh, up when he's drunk. He plays an annoying game I was going to say with coaches called Eggy Boff. I hate Eggy Boff. <laughs> uh, Eggy Boff. Jack, can you explain Eggy Boff? <laughs> I can try. Oh. Eggy Boff is okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're all in a group uh, and you are lads, apparently, yeah. uh-huh. going to this game, uh, one of you will pipe up and say, uh, Eggy Boff is the first person to do something. Stuff like Eggy Boff, the first person to get off the coach, is Eggy Boff. Yes. And they were talk- mm. he was talking about it was him, Jermaine Genus, Jermaine Pennant, Gareth Barry, I think. Like, a lot of, like, uh, England players mm. in the setup. 
um, like who just wouldn't get off the coach. And they were like, oh, no, we can't because of Eggie Bot. And Les Reed was there going, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Eggy Boff. What is wrong with you? Eggy Boff. We can't coach. We can't. Eggy Boff. So we had to give out bibs to the kids on the coach. These drunk children shouting Eggy Boff at you. <laughs> well, that's the next section ruined. We can play Eggy Boff. <laughs> Anyone ever Eggy Boffed? James, no, name. I can't even bring not. myself to well, say it to be honest. It's yeah, it is a yeah word I don't that... want to say that. I word. think that also you can tell what he thinks about the type of people who are eggy boffing because <laughs> he said all the nerdy kids got off the, oh, off the yeah. coach first, and I was like, that would have been me. I'd have been straight <laughs> off that yeah. coach. Yeah. Like, Let's go play football. I was amazed that Gareth Barry wasn't one of the That's nerdy what kids. I was yeah. 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 It was someone really surprising where you're like, I'd have expected this of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does this a lot where he talks about like says like oh i love this manager or this guy was crazy he was great had so many funny stories moving on and you're like no <laughs> yeah tell us some Come of the on, funny stories. Tell us the stories or he'll say things like um oh yeah some of the things i did were crazy and then i mention them yeah they're like yeah. what are you doing here yeah. a bit like us with the cat story but still yeah uh, but that, that was <laughs> there was good reasons, reasons. Yeah. yeah he went to leeds everyone was just wild and the people there were a good crowd gary kelly alan smith mark faduka harry keel dot 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 <laughs> harry was a funny guy Nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing. How is Harry a funny guy? We'll never know. But then doesn't he continue with the story about Viduka? He no, just he, he, he says he does, that. But he it's says about... that about Kuehl, but then just never elaborates. But it's, on yeah, it. but exactly. also it's a story True. about Peter Reed doing an imitation of Mark Viduka. Right. Yeah. There's quite a lot of bad stories. Yeah, there are. Yeah. There's a lot of bad yeah, stories that start off with "You'll never believe this amazing yeah. anecdote." And a lot of stories that begin with Peter Reed doing an Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who edited Gary Monk's book. On an unrelated note, who wants to hear Ken's song from this week? Me more than uh, anything else in the world. Yes. Okay, great. Uh, well, you might remember Ken has a song every week. He's done a song about Leroy Lita. He's done a song about uh, Grant Holt. He's done one about Simeon Jackson. He did Adam Drury, I think, as well. Yeah. Uh, this week's one, it's got more obscure. It has to get more obscure if he's going to keep bringing old Norwich players into it. Sure. Uh, the tune of Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. All familiar with the song? Love that song. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... Wow, this is a setting up one. Irish wizard, <laughs> Paul McVeigh, <laughs> la, 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 left, left winger. <laughs> run, 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 control the play. <laughs> wow. That was the chant this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Should okay, we get rid Ken. of that section? No. <laughs> anyway, that was Ken's song. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. He goes to Birmingham and prison. Yeah. He goes to prison for drink driving. Same thing, am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the city of Birmingham. Great. My name is Jack. <laughs> um, I don't quite understand the story when he went to prison. I, I don't either. Because I think it's the one he went to prison. It's one of them anyway. One of the drink driving episodes. Uh, he crashes into a lamppost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he says um, the car he was using was Ashley Cole's and he had to pay him back 30 grand. And then Sky Andrew says it wasn't Ashley Cole's car, it was Anthony Gardner's. Whose is it? And in which case, if it is Anthony Gardner's, why is he giving thirty grand to Ashley Cole for it? <laughs> yeah. I think Ashley Cole's like, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, my oh, car. Yeah, it was my it car. It was definitely. my car. Yeah. Well, the, thi- so the only thing. Also, I knew why about- is Anthony Gardner lending a car to an Arsenal player? Yeah, and also, I mean, like Anthony Gardner is not in this book. No, <laughs> at all. Yeah. He's not mentioned at any other point. But he gives him cars. Yeah, he gives him cars. Like, okay, fine, drive my car and yeah, crash Anthony it Gardner does like post. run like a Europe car rival. <laughs> <laughs> Gardner's wheels. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, the, but the the story is bizarre. But also the only thing that I knew about Jermaine Pennant, besides the hat trick and you know going to prison and stuff, was that when he did get arrested, he told everyone he was Ashley Cole. Yes, I didn't know that story. I did. It's an amazing yeah. story. Yeah. Well, Jermaine Pennant denies it. Sky Andrew says that it's true. Um, but it's I mean it's a bizarre story that he would yeah crash the car and say I'm Ashley Cole, and also that the police would be like yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes you are. Yeah, <laughs> my wife is awful. Yeah. <laughs> she's such a loud mouth. <laughs> It is him. Um, I mean, the prison it, stuff is is weird and sad. It is. It's uh, weird, but it was quite interesting, I guess. Yeah, yeah it was quite interesting. I never really, don't really know much about prison. No. no. So I'll learn a bit about prison it. Prison in Milton Keynes. I, sure. I didn't realise. Uh, it was two notable things. Uh, he got sent a lot of pants in the post. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve Bruce came to visit him. <laughs> Not sure if they're related. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve Bruce comes across very well. I love Steve Bruce in this book. Yeah. I Terrific. think, though, he oh. just likes him because he just let him get away with everything. Whereas the rest of the managers reprimanded him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but... But then and he Bruce also did get, like, he uh, did get a lot out of him. He yeah. got a good amount out of him. His bad boy. You're my little bad boy. You didn't call him my little yeah. bad boy. Too oh. much. Too much. Yeah. yeah that's why he was sent, That's probably what people were sending him pants were saying as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're, You're my, my little bad, bad boy. boy. <laughs> Signed SB. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, yeah. the most famous thing he did, he played in an ankle tag. Yeah. That's probably what I remember because I'm pretty yeah. sure it was against Tottenham. I'm pretty against sure Spurs. I was at that game. I can't remember if it was a White Hart Lane. Yeah. If it was a White Hart Lane, then I was at it. I'm sure. I remember it very clearly. Mm. Um, and actually let's revisit one of our sections from last time there's even a picture of it Ooh. would anyone like to have a look at the pictures this week um, the the uh, the ankle tag is weird it's a very odd ankle tag yeah, it's very um, um, it's sticks, bulky sticks out yeah I was just thinking would they be that big now um, surely they're more streamlined right they probably yeah. microchip them like uh, yeah. Louis Saha's daughter they just put a little thing in their boot <laughs> 
One day. Yeah. <laughs> one day she'll be microchipped like Jermaine Pennant. Did you notice one of the pictures is the picture on the front cover of your book? The bottom oh, right. I yeah. That's very clever. Yeah. On the front, tell, tell everyone what's on the front of your book. Oh, on the front cover of the book is Jermaine Pennant looking at a stadium, uh, but it's from the back, so you just see he's in a, in a Liverpool shirt, and then below the advertising hoarding of the stadium, you have some palm trees and a swimming pool and a uh, a woman resting on a car, the car which must be in a pool, uh, thinking about it now, <laughs> and then another woman on like a... A, a lilo. A lilo, and then some champagne as well. Otherwise, pictures-wise, even- not the best color. Yeah. Yeah. He, also, he's not the worst ever car I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, he got a beautiful Aston Martin and then put chrome over it. Yeah. Terrible. What do you think of that, James? Would you drive that? It looks like in um, Terminator 2 when he <laughs> reforms. Yeah, See, that does. sounds cool. Yeah, it does. He just gets a piggyback. Sprinting along. That would be cool. So uh, that was uh, the pictures of Jermaine Pennant's book. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we do that visual section <laughs> yeah. in audio format. Um, he goes to Liverpool. Yeah. Now, James, you should... Uh, what are your memories of uh, Pennant playing for you? Well, my two abider memories were the ankle tag and the goal he scored against Chelsea, the volley. Mm. It was like a half volley. But okay. it was against Ashley Cole. I remember it was talked about a lot because he was playing against his uh, best mate. Uh, and he, you for, know. for Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his first goal for Liverpool. He didn't score many. But yeah, it was a good, really good goal. Okay. Like long range. He's capable of doing pass. it. Yeah, it was a really thing. good goal. He, he must um, have been a pretty decent... I don't really remember him that much. He, he, he must he have been pretty was, decent. He was, season. but I couldn't remember him that well. I text my brother because my brother remembers everything about yeah. Liverpool. Um, and he he confirms what Jermaine says over and over, that he had a brilliant Champions League final. I couldn't remember that. I can just remember Dirk Kelp's goal. I can't remember how mm. Pennant played. But... That wasn't a lie. But no, I mean, it's no, so that's it's true. Not, yeah. So he didn't. It's he didn't not lie. a lie, but it's one of the most, most bizarre aspects of the book, where he keeps on saying like, "Oh, we lost the Champions League final," but on a personal level, I had a fucking brilliant yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I was just, man of the match on I was my man team. Of the match. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but that's not. Yeah. Don't, you should just be like the, the the standard argument is doesn't matter how well I played, we didn't win, and yes. that was the thing that was Shame. annoying. But he's yeah. like, oh, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Everyone else was like, oh, we lost the Champions League final. I was like, I played amazing. I was man yeah. of the match. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, what a game, guys. There's a bit where. Like I knew it was going to be my night. I sort of be like, mm, it wasn't yeah. really though, was yeah. it? Yeah. Did you get to hold that big trophy? <laughs> They're all night, standing then, there with their losers' medals. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> going okay. you're all I just proud of yourself. A of champagne <laughs> off <her. laughs> yeah. Why is everyone so gloom? Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Did you see me out there? It's a bit like that section in the office. It was in the last episode of season one of the uh, office. Where right. Like, yeah. On the downside, you're all fine. Yeah. On the yeah. plus side, I got promotion. <laughs> I got promotion. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So Bad true. news and irrelevant news. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> you can sort of forgive some of the early things when he's younger and go, well, you know, it was. But then he just never learns from any of it. It's, it's the point where you're like, just, you have to grow up, and he doesn't. Yeah, he's, he shoots himself in the foot over and over yeah. again. It's, the most unexpected part of the chapter wasn't that. Uh, it was this line. Uh, a sentence I never thought I'd see Steve, Thin- Steve Finnan was there too he was a cool guy never thought Steve Finnan was a cool guy <laughs> he was well loved was Steve cool. Finnan was le- well loved quiet reliable guy quiet doesn't oh. he yeah. cool yeah he was- it does Look, we're all the nerdy people who got off the bus quicker. So he's a he's he's he wouldn't he wouldn't have eggy boffed. Um, talking about Liverpool, there's one sentence I really don't understand the book. Um, where he's talking about Rafa Benitez and he doesn't really like Rafa. 
He says, on the pitch, ultimately you have to trust the players once they cross the white line. But with Rafa, it was con- constant directions. Just sometimes he might as, well, might as well have turned a player into an Xbox, dressed me up like Robocop and put a picture of my face on it. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much that's going on there because you're like, oh yeah, he turned into an Xbox player, yeah. then dressed him up like Robocop <laughs> yeah. and put a picture of then his face on. some knickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that you'd be like, oh, that's Jermaine Pennant. There we go. Robocop Jermaine Pennant. Oh, it's very weird. There's also a bit later on where he's talking about uh, John Fortune is talking about how Jermaine Pennant has turned his garage into a nightclub. Oh yeah, and he's very excited, like how great it is. There's loads of drinking and stuff. And John Fortune says it was so funny. The place had decks, a bar, and a dance floor. He even put a toilet in there, so it was just like a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> it had everything. Yeah. Does that yeah. make a nightclub? Uh, yeah. Chairs. This is a uh, studio apartment. It has yeah. a uh, toilet. In it. It's just like a nightclub. <laughs> Uh, shall I move on to Stoke? Oh, Stoke. Please do. It's all right for a bit. And then, Jack, you're, what you singled out as the greatest line in uh, literature history. Things came to a head suddenly. The real story of me leaving Stoke in 2014, the reason why Mark Hughes, the manager at the time, decided it was time for me, was Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Of course it would be Bin Laden. Louis? Sure, three... <laughs> <laughs> Bin Laden. Hitler. Gargamel, the evil wizard. Yeah. It was Gargamel's fault yeah. I had to leave Stoke. <laughs> No, because he dressed like Bin Laden at a um, at a New fancy Year's dress party, party. Yeah, and then party. apparently an American team that were interested in signing him were like, "No, you're all right, mate. Yeah. You're okay. We don't need to sign Bin Laden here." <laughs> um, but there, it does give us one good thing from Stoke. Uh, this week's dramatic reading. <gasps> Can somebody please cue the dramatic music? Do it. Dramatic music. Go. Cue. Thank you very much, James and Amy. Um, his dressing room bust up. No, oh, it's about Tony Pulis. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Start dramatic music. This story is called uh, Tony Pulis has an angry shower. <laughs> <laughs> his dressing room bust up with James Beattie is the stuff of legend from his time as Stoke City manager. As I heard it, it was back in December 2009 after Stoke had lost to Arsenal and Beattie, one of the senior players back then, had organised a Christmas night out for all the lads in London. He'd come back into the dressing room apparently fuming after a really shit performance and said, right, I'll see you Sunday. It's angry. Angry Tony Pulis, the set in the scene. What? It's our night out. James Beattie was the loudest and shouted, oh, for F's sake. Just yeah. separately. He wasn't even at Stoke at this yeah. point. Oh, this is the second half yeah, story. So he's, this yeah. is one of the more detailed stories <laughs> yeah. told by Jermaine Pennant. <laughs> and he's not there at yeah. the time. James Beattie was the loudest and shouted, oh, for F's sake. Pulis had been in the shower. Actually, maybe we should uh, cue the sexy music for this. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, we're going to cue the sexy music. Pulis had been in the shower, heard James Beatty shouting and supposedly dropped his towel and stark bollock naked, went up to Beatty to try to headbutt him. Back into dramatic music, no more sexy music. No more sexy music, please. So you've got a naked Premier League football manager. Okay, bring it back slightly. <laughs> trying to headbutt his striker, dramatic. Can you think of anyone else you would like to be less naked than, than Tony, Tony Pulis? Pulis. Oh. I'm trying to think of any other Maybe like, Steve Premier Bruce. Yeah, Steve Bruce. Oh, no, no, I can imagine lovely naked s- Steve no, Bruce. No. Huggy bear. Huggy bear. I can imagine Pulis still wears his cap in the shower. Oh yeah, <laughs> covering not the bit you wanted to cover. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so you got a naked Premier League manager trying to headbutt his striker. Pulis missed. <laughs> I think that makes it so much better. Yeah, <laughs> just flopping all about the place. Yeah. <laughs> Beatty went to swing for him and didn't really connect. No one's very good at hitting the target in this <laughs> team. Yeah. Uh, then everyone piled in to try to break it up. Pulis was then swearing his head off. Reminder, naked, effing and blinding, and from that point on, Beatty became history. 
Even though it was before my time, <laughs> there we go, it used to get told to every new player as a cautionary tale, and it probably made them a bit bloody scared of Tony Pulis. I was thinking to myself, I better watch myself or I'd try and nut me. What With his nuts it? out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nut me, nuts out. <laughs> I also like the idea of when did they tell new players about that? Well, yeah. They were like, hey, uh, you know, you signed for the club. Take, take a photo with the club photographer holding the shirt. Oh. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's here right now, yeah. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find that sexy, James? Sexy Which or more bit? dramatic? Which... Headbutt a bit. Sexy or dramatic? Come on, there's only two options. The two emotions. It's just all unnecessary, isn't it? It reminded me of that scene in Eastern Promises where Vigo Mortensen has a fight scene at a sauna and everyone's naked. He's wearing a Stoke City cap as well. So. <laughs> uh, the last few chapters are called Women, Porn Stars, and then Singapore and Billericay. Oh. I don't think they're yeah. the chapter title, but they're the four main things in there. Um, a lot of sex in a these A lot bits. of horrible sex. Yeah. Uh, there's the Monopoly yeah. game, which I despise. Uh, really talk bad. about it? Not really. I don't want to talk about the Monopoly game. Don't want to talk. Don't want to talk about the cat thing. Uh, <laughs> don't want to talk, talk about, about the book. Chapter. Don't really. Want, I mean, genuinely, this bit of the book, I was like, no, awful, no, so horrible. It, well, it's well, so grim. We should mention he's got a wife as well. Yeah, who I mean, put, uh, quite a long-suffering wife. Yeah, and it romantically describes that as a nice girl to conquer. Oh, oh God, yeah. he does. Also, oh during one of his um, sex things, he's talking about him and Ashley Cole having a threesome. Yeah. Oh, mm. he says we lived in Canary Wharf, and I forgot the girl's name now, but we brought her back, and she was just up for it. We were high fiving each other. He'd be getting a blowjob. I'll be at the other end. We had a little tea break, and <laughs> went at it again. Like, oh, we got some oranges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you want to put the kettle on? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you get on with that, on yeah. Ashley? Uh, I'll, I'll just oh, go, oh, the yeah. kettle on, don't worry yeah. about it. Decaf, yeah. <laughs> it's, the whole thing is just mad. There's a bit where he talks about like a girl that he's seeing, like sleeping with, and she goes and gets like a train, but the trains are down because of the snow, but then when she comes back uh, from the station because the trains are down with the snow, he's with another girl, and they're mm. both like, who's, you know, who's this girl? Who's this girl? And he was like, oh God, what am I going to do? And then my first thought was, why don't we all have sex together? <laughs> like, oh, Jermaine. Not the answer. To <laughs> Having sex with each other isn't going to solve everything, Jermaine. That happens so many times. Yeah. Yeah. He's with a girl, and the other girl comes, and you're like, oh, these no. poor women that were either like messed around, yeah, or well, you killed their cat. You killed their cat. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't stop it's thinking about the cat. Oh, kills, the cat was very dead. <laughs> he kills Jesse Metcalf's cat. And he admits it in the book. He doesn't. He get a, his pet dog kills his cat, and it's horrible. Oh, Let's God. not mention any more about the yeah, cat. That's it. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. And Steve Bruce was there <laughs> in pants, naked as the <laughs> yeah. day he was born. Yeah. <laughs> he, he goes to Bitterricky Town. Um, doesn't like it there, but I don't want to criticize anyone at Bitterricky Town. Just in case uh, Tom of uh, the Sellers, Chris, Sellers, Sellers Farm Christmas Trees complains that he might be a customer of yeah, his. You never apparently, know. apparently we're not allowed to oh, criticise managers We anymore. can't criticise Glenn Tamplin, who is a yeah. terrible manager. Yeah. Whose little, ba- <laughs> whose little baby son, he's a, honestly, he's a str- so the whole Billericay Town thing is, is quite funny. Do you know much about Billericay Town as a football club? Uh, no. They, he's, he made a lot of money through steel. Okay. Uh, and he's a bit. He's very over-the-top manager slash chairman. Mm-hmm. No football background, but he brought himself in. He makes the players sing the world's greatest before games. Oh, yeah. He brought Janie O'Hara, Jermaine Pennant, uh, Paul oh, Koncheski. Yeah. yeah. Who? Popo Popocheski. Popocheski. He made he made Paul Koncheski change his name to Popocheski. That was actually a good improvement. Yeah. Oh, he mentioned... Anyway, his son, his little baby son says, it's weird how we pay goal bonuses when you score, but you don't pay us when you don't score. 
And he thinks that's a good system. That's a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. Oh, I hate God. that system. You know how we pay you money when you work? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why do you pay us money when you're not working? Oh, God, terrifying. That's, <laughs> like, that's a real... That, that kid's going to become like the CEO of Amazon pretty soon. I'm he'll, sure. he'll just buy a bit of Ricky Tech. Don't have a go at Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little game for you guys. Cool. We've established how uh, Jermaine Pennant is a big liar. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. He lies a lot. He likes to make excuses. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you three scenarios where Jermaine Pennant's got in trouble. And uh, this little game is called What Would Jermaine Pennant Do? So you've got to come up with a lie, but you haven't really because I've got some ready-made lies here for oh you. God, okay. You've got to choose one of these pieces of paper in front of you and make up uh, make up the story. Does that make sense? Is it like would I lie to you? Uh, no. For legal reasons. <laughs> it's, nothing, it's just nothing like what no, I'd like to you. I can't be more clear. All you've got to do is basically, after I say the scenario, you've got to read the reason why you can't oh, play okay. by okay. choosing it. Oh, and I it'll see. be a mix and match of different things that I've written on cards. I see. Okay, I see. Could okay. be quite fun, actually. <laughs> That's what you said about Uptown Monk. <laughs> That's yeah, the review Uptown of our Monk. podcast. Okay, James, uh, you've missed training for your third day running. Okay. So why did you miss training? Uh, I was getting it on. Oh, with Darren Bent okay. <laughs> in standard centre parks, <laughs> and I <laughs> didn't realise the clocks had gone back. <laughs> a valid excuse. Is that a good excuse? That's a good excuse. We learned yeah, you yeah, yeah. off of that. I, I also think it's one of those things where you go. There are so many things I have to check up on there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's Steve one of his Bruce more believable stories. Yeah. 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 Steve Bruce would just say, oh, you're a bad yeah. boy. Oh, my yeah. little bad boy. It's <laughs> fine. Don't come up training again. Uh, Jack, uh, you're sick of playing in Singapore, so you're flying back to sign for Hartlepool, but you're late for your flight and the, tra- the, uh, the transfer's off. Why? I was driving a tuk-tuk. <laughs> okay. Good start. With Steve Bruce. Okay. Believable. In KFC and I... Got food poisoning from a burrito. Oh, <laughs> new things on the menu. Okay. I don't, I don't believe that story now. Yeah, I don't believe that yeah, one. Yeah, I've gone off it. that one. Yeah, yeah. This is where Sky Andrews comes in and goes, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a burrito. It was a samosa, yeah. actually. And um, he was on a horse and cart. So it's bullshit. <laughs> With Tony Pulis. It was entirely naked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Amy, finally, you're late to meet your wife. Yes, you have a wife. Uh, mm-hmm. For your anniversary dinner, you've got a table booked. You bought a great present, which is one of Darren Huckabee's boots from when he scored one of his best goals. <laughs> Deep <laughs> cut. But, you, but, you're, but you're late. Why? I was uh-huh. doing shots. Okay. <laughs> yeah. With one of Atomic Kitten. Okay. <laughs> in Magaluf. Okay. Uh, very believable. And I broke my foot kicking a skip. <laughs> <laughs> Do we let him off? No, that's Nigel Worthington. Oh, he's <laughs> oh, rumbled by Darren yeah. Huckabee's book. <laughs> and that was what would Jermaine Pennant do? That was a good that game. That was a good game. Really? That was good game. More like that. At the end of the book, it just says, uh, all of a sudden it goes, and now a word about racism in the last couple of ages. Though it's like the sponsor. Uh, yeah. It's just <laughs> Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a really weird bit because also he talks about racism for a bit just to say we once played a black versus white under twenty one England match. Yeah, and he suggested it. Yeah, the players suggested it. Did he? 
And Who also, suggested it? I think he said the players. Because John Terry was on the other team, so I'm just, <laughs> oh. just wondering. Yeah. Oh, he also goes yeah. in hard against John Terry at one point. He's like, I never yeah. play for England. Uh, you know, it's really hard when you, you know have like a reputation like me. Yeah. Unless you're someone like John That's Terry. Yeah. It's very like, oh, bitch. Uh, I love that bad boy. <laughs> Did the book change you? No. Okay. It did not change me. James? It just frustrated me. No, I think I felt the same. So, really, by the end of it, we're possibly even more frustrated than we were in the first place. Can I just but there are good things about it. Sorry, Sorry. yeah, of Can course. Can I just mention his confusion over siestas? <laughs> oh, yeah. It just threw him completely out of whack. He's like, what, what he am I going to do? This is when he was at Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> and my favourite line in the whole book was when he went, you couldn't even get a bun. I love it <laughs> so much. Like, you couldn't even get even the bun salesman takes a siesta. Wake up, I'm hungry. <laughs> he needs to get a personal bun set, or just yeah. stock up on buns. Oh, Huggy Boy can get him some buns. <laughs> huggy Boy, Huggy Boy, <laughs> Huggy Boy. Oh, hey, Huggy Boy. Um, boy. Time for this week's quiz. Yeah. Uh, okay, to redress the damage he's caused to um, uh, girls allowed. Jack, uh, you're the terrific dancer, Kimberly Walsh. Thank you. Uh, Amy, you're the sensational vocals of Nadine Coyle. Yes. And James, you're Cheryl Tweedy, Cole Fernandez, Farzini, Payne, Belgian. Yep. <laughs> oh, you have to say the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you have to say the whole thing. Uh, okay, question one. What chocolate bar does Jermaine Pennant ask Jermaine Genus for? Sensational oh, vocals oh, of Nadine Coyle. Uh, she did get it right. Yeah, when, yeah. I'll finish the question first. Whilst playing for England schoolboys when, school when he sleeps in a Mrs. Breakfast, what is the chocolate bar? A Mars bar. A point to uh, the sensational vocals on Nadine Coyle. Thank you. Uh, you need to get quicker there, Cheryl Tweedy Colvin and as Varsini Power. Question two. We already know that Jermaine Pennant asked Sky Andrew to sort him uh, for a McDonald's when he leaves prison, but what is his exact order? Cheryl Cold Vernandez Varsini Bowden. Yes. Was that correct? Pain. You missed Pain. She's been married a lot. Double sausage and egg McMuffin. It's not the answer, my friend. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, it's <laughs> yes, it <laughs> is. Uh, the the sensational uh, feat of Kimberly Walsh. Close enough. Okay, uh, is it a double cheeseburger? Yeah, no, it's not. <sighs> sensational vocals of the <laughs> Dean Coyle. Yes. Is it like a Big Mac, a milkshake, and large fries? Oh, yes. Sorry, the sensational vocals of Nadine Coyle are on fire. Wow, you again. Finally, Jack's Jack's threatened. I I feel horrified. Unsettled. Question three. Who do, and this looking back on it, a terrible mistake. Who do Liverpool sign Jermaine Pennant instead of? Oh, uh, the sensational feat of Kimberly Walsh. Uh, Danny Alves. That's true. One to Jack. Mm. 17 million. 17. And final question. Jack, you got to save this. James, you can go make it respectable. What was the name of the club Jermaine built in his garage when at Liverpool? Oh, my God. Oh, I got it. Cheryl, Cheryl. Um, The Players' Lounge. Oh, he's done it. The Players' Lounge. Do you get it? Players? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, it made me hate myself. Yeah. (laughs) It had toilets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to play it. Wow. Wow. Fancy. Uh, congratulations to the sensational vocals of Nadine Coyle. You win. You win. You've done yes. it. Uh, quick rating out of 10 for the book. What are we giving it? Four. So Jack gives it, I almost called you uh, Kimberly Walsh. <laughs> Jack's giving it a four. Amy? Four. Uh, also a four. I'm going to give it a, a four as well. Ja- James? Two. It. Two. 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 You're so hard. Yeah. I, so, okay, I'm doing the, the leaderboard for this. And i got to say, we are getting lower and lower <laughs> yeah, with each are. book. <laughs> So mm-hmm. that means it's three and a half. Three and a half. Three That's and a way half. That low. low. What it's was Gary Monk on? 
Gary Monk? I can't remember. He's on like five or something. Yeah. Four and a half, five. Something like that. Three and a half. Wow, that's definitely lot bottom though. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jermaine, but you're bottom. Uh, guys, the last one of the series next week. Uh, oh, that's really uh, kind of sad. No, 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 I, no, I am. I just, you know. Uh, just I'm going to let you all decide together. Uh, you'll have to say at the same time. Uh, <laughs> what book are we going to read last? Niall Quinn, Head First, or Jason McAteer's Blood, Sweat and McAteer's? Jason McAteer's Blood, Sweat and McAteer's. Book. 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 Buns. <laughs> Buns. Is that reference Don to the Dolls or Buns. Tony Pulis? <laughs> yeah. Don't the Buns. Anyone has any thoughts on uh, Jason McAteer's book or Jermaine Pants' book or any football books? Want to read along? Message us, reviews, follow us at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram, review the podcast, subscribe, follow us. Any last words? I feel like we used them up just now. Donde esta buns. Donde esta buns. See you later, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It starred James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Amy Lawson, and James Belgian, and was created and produced by me, James Bug. Thanks to Jermaine Pennant for writing the book, but what are they all up to now? Well, Jermaine Pennant left Villaricky Town in 2017 and has since appeared on Celebrity Big Brother, Your Face or Mine, and Celebs Go Dating, where he and his wife had couples counselling. Tony Pulis and James Beattie were on the same episode. Naked. Sorry, Sky Andrews just asked me to say that they weren't on the same episode, and that was a joke. Sorry. Steve Bruce tried to launch a reboot of ITV's prison drama, Bad Girls, called Bad Boys. He was laughed out of the meeting. Girls Aloud amassed four UK number ones, one Brit Award, and a very successful band. Thank you very much, Jermaine. I heart Girls Aloud podcast incoming. And if you need a car for your next trip at home or abroad, remember to contact Anthony Gardner at Gardner's Wheels. Failing that, just ask Ashley Cole. The music, Gregorian Chan and Lobby Time, are the property of Kevin McLeod of filmmusic.io and used under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. See you next week for more Football Book Club and Eggy Boff. Last person to listen to the episode is Eggy Boff. And believe me, no one wants that. Okay, see you later. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 